Hey gang, big news in the world of We Hate Movies live appearances in this one. Well, you better get your holiday coat on because it's not happening until December. We're so excited. It's actually a hometown show for this Jersey boy. Only you. Jersey City's beautiful White Eagle Hall will be hosting the We Hate Movies podcast. And we're going to be talking about a Christmas movie, Eric Siska. What is that oh movie? Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> it is the Santa Claus, the original film. Not Out of way. Is it original? Yeah, it's original. The first one. Tim Allen <laughs> yes. finds a fat so falls off his roof. Yep. yep, we're gonna be talking all about it on December seventh, which is a day that will live in infamy. <laughs> at White Eagle Hall. I mean, it, it incidentally lives in infamy. We, right. We're just we're to yeah. the side of it. We're adding to the infamy. Yeah, it's, just, exactly. it's more infamy because this will be uh, our debut in Jersey City, and this is what it's come down to, folks. Steve Sadak. Refusing to get on planes, mm-hmm. refusing right. to get a driver's license to help right. out with rent a cars. I refuse to get on a train for this show. I'm fucking right. walking. Oh I gotta walk to the venue. So I guess this is the new normal gang, only wherever <laughs> Steve's legs can carry him. But it's an awesome venue and it's really close to the train if you're like you're in the in the city or if you want to drive in from Pennsylvania, wherever. Mm-hmm. Right, the path train's not too far, right? Path train's a, a stone's throw away. A here. stone's throw, folks. Come on out to the White Eagle Hall. That's right. Tickets are on sale now, so get them in advance. Get them fast. This is going to be a popular show. December 7th, White Eagle Hall, Jersey City, New Jersey. Tickets available right now at whmpodcast.com. It's Christmas time again. It's time to be nice to the Hello, I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Sadak. Eric Siska. And we hate movies. Hello, everyone. Welcome to We Hate Movies on the Sideshow Network. Thank you for tuning in, as always. Welcome to the second week of Bernie Mania here on We Hate the Movies. The second and last. The second and last. Yeah, there's, there's no more Bernie movies. There might be a third one coming. Fingers crossed. Or a reboot, a gritty reboot. But until then, this is Weekend at Bernie's 2 from 1993, directed by Robert Klein. Got a question. Sure. Uh, was... The sequel made because anyone saw the first one? Were they, were they so amazed <laughs> that literally anyone saw that first movie? Like, well, we got to do a sequel. It's, clearly, it's got an audience. Here's what I think might have happened. Okay. Because uh, this, this, this is four years after the first movie. That's a long time. This it is, is. We went from Bush to Bush 1. to We're in Clinton country, country now. Oh, we're in Clinton country big time. And my theory is that while this might not have been like a massive success at the box office, uh-huh. it may have been a big thing on the VHS like rental market. Sure. That may explain like the four years later business. And right. it's People like, yeah, really we're shot. just going to do a bullshit sequel. Because also, remember, it's the early 90s. What were any of these actors doing? Yeah. We were still a ways off from the single guy. We were. By just a few years. <laughs> I think this movie may the have gotten him? the single guy. Wow. Yeah. They were like, oh, hey, we remember Jonathan Silverman, also, says NBC. I just realized that yeah. this is, you know, because of that big gap in years, this is actually a period piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
You're right. Since it's this is a prestigious period piece. Yep, mm-hmm. we're making it in the early '90s, but it's set in the very late '80s. <laughs> My hot times change because it's supposed to be like a few days after, Not, like the yeah, first maybe one? like the next day or something like that. I mean, that's a good place to start. What time is it? And. Uh, <laughs> Because we are introduced, and like I promised, didn't I promise you guys? Cartoon opening. Oh, yeah. Cartoon opening in this movie. And what this is doing. First of all, I appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Best part of the movie, probably. Hands down. But it's telling you a little bit of a story here. Mm -hmm. I'm imagining that this cartoon opening is canon. And this was all the the hoops that these guys had to go through to get Bernie's body from the Hamptons. Back to Manhattan. But Guess there was what? An- not their problem anymore. Yep, Once that's the police right. get involved, yep. goodbye. 100% not their problem. There, there's, a, there's like an ambulance driver taking the corpse out of there at the mm-hmm. end of the first movie. Why would they have to do anything? Well, remember the end of the movie, though, is the oh, body falls off the thing and right. it spooks him. And then the kid get buries him. So who knows what could happen? Exactly. So maybe it's like they have that weekend mm. staying out at the Hamptons, Andrew McCarthy creeping around Bernie's house still. <laughs> that criminal urge to play with the dead. <laughs> <laughs> Weird oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. These dead diddlers, dude. They're out there. Well, then, and oh. also, what ha- do you think he was diddling him? I mean, there's entirely a possibility I where he diddles. These guys diddling? I bet, yeah. Because Bernie gets diddled in both movies. That's true. But do you think, like, Andrew McCarthy's, like, checking out his dick? Um, no. I think he might look at it. You think it. so? Yeah. I don't know if he's going to play mm. with it, necessarily, but I think he might look at <laughs> it. Richard, Larry, Richard, Bernie's dick is bigger than mine. Richard, Richard, help. Richard, Rich, help me. Rich, look at his dick, Richie. <laughs> look at the size of that dick. Can you believe it? It's like a log. <laughs> this accent that he's given this character in both of these movies. It's worse than the second one it is. by far. Oh, it is It is a cartoon and a half in this one. Well, because this movie has a ch- your bad movie, bad sequel checklist, right? So it's like, one, um, the chemistry is incredibly strained in the second movie. Like, you know what I mean? Like, And the performances are less like, oh, man, in the first one. You can tell they kind of gave a shit. The second one, they don't. Uh, two, one of the stars is notably aging worse than the other, which is Andrew McCarthy versus Silverman. Silverman Silver- looks like he just walked off the set of the first one. Silverman's looking great. And I'll tell you another thing. Silverman's the only one of the two of them taking his shirt off when we get to the Virgin Islands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, McCarthy's looking a no, little doughy in this. Now, and that's he, the thing that's interesting. He looks great now. Sure. He's yeah, like a travel writer. He really doesn't act anymore. He directs a lot of TV. He looks fucking fantastic. Well, he took his shirt off, right? At the, when he meets Claude. Claudia on the beach. I oh, think, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. He t- I'm, I, I, I sit corrected. But I'm, just, I'm looking out for them nips, man. <laughs> Nip <laughs> alert. So that's one, two. The third being uh, voodoo is uh, inextricably uh, introduced for, for a bad sequel. Yeah. yeah, that is like we're trying to find a thing and it's like I can imagine it now, right? It's like we don't want this Weekend at Bernie's 2 to just be a carbon copy of Weekend at Bernie's. So we're going to sit in this fucking writer's room until you come up with something. I'm locking the door. How about magic? Done. <laughs> Unlocking the door. <laughs> I didn't even have time to lock the door. Good one. Great work, everybody. <laughs> Put the magic back in. So, yeah, the cartoon opening's fun. You know? The cartoon opening kind of sounds like a more exciting movie than Weekend at Bernie's 2. He's getting run over by a train. There's all sorts of car accidents happening it mm-hmm. looks great once we start really getting paid for this show i'm gonna make a uh a, a feature piece on uh, uh cartoon opening power rankings and i think <laughs> city slickers might be number one i, oh, I, I find that an obnoxious cartoon opening exactly oh so you're talking the shit 
it is. Oh, okay. Part of a cartoon opening. I was gonna say because this one is like a movie I would like to see. You know what's another <laughs> a bad one is that uh, the one from Madhouse. Oh right, yeah. With Larroquette and Kirstie Alley. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's then a shit cartoon opening. Lover Boy with the pizza. Truck oh wait, trying actually, to screw other Steve, I think mm, mm-hmm. Lover Boy might be up there. It's cars fucking. I think other cars. The best is probably uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. That's a really good cartoon oh, yeah. opening. Solid. And you, and you know good what? Good animation. Good animation. And we're using uh, animation to make jokes. Like, uh, there's a fucking point to it. Yeah, we're setting the tone of the movie. Things are going to get blundered around the holidays. You know, that's <laughs> sure. what you're telling me to do. And it's priming you, just like any other good opening act. Mm-hmm. It's priming you. It's warming you up. Yep. And you're getting ready to laugh. <laughs> You know, it's making Chevy Chase's job a whole lot easier in that movie. Right into the We All Hate Movies mailbag for the, your favorite cartoon opening, because I'm sure there's a hundred that we're forgetting. Oh, exactly right. Yeah. Um, so cartoon opening aside, we get to the, the New York coroner's office. This is a nice transition from NY Morgue, which is in the cartoon, into the actual real life. Sure. Which this movie real is. Real life? Cartoon <laughs> world. We're still getting people. some filming on the streets of New York City in this movie, though. This movie well, actually... Nice. I think you're talking bigger budget because we're not faking, uh, you know, the Virgin Islands, you know, for somewhere else. This is we're in New York City and we are in the Virgin Islands filming this movie. Didn't I see something about Florida or is that just something else? Like in the first movie, North Carolina is in place of the Hamptons. I thought Florida. I, I saw Florida casting in the. Oh the really? Credits. Yeah. I I, I, I checked uh, the IMDb and it, it said the Virgin Islands right. in New York. But I mean, it's there could be a casting office there, but then, <laughs> then we're well, taking us off the actually, mainland to go to the islands. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you need an actor and you don't have an abundant supply in the Virgin Islands, the plane ticket's probably cheaper from to Florida. Do, yep, yep, to, yep, yep. Yeah. <laughs> hey, another thing before we get too far away from this cartoon opening, because it's kind of everywhere in this movie. The score to this movie is terrible, mm-hmm. and it is just riddled with saxophone. And it's not even good saxophone. It's just fun, poppy, 80s vacation saxophone. Well, we're always going on vacation, man. We love our <laughs> vacations. It's America. We've got too much money now with the Clinton surplus. Yep. Let's go on vacation. <laughs> and another thing you better get ready for in this movie, and you better love it to death, is Calypso music. Oh, the Calypso music. And you know what's interesting? I think there's a little foreshadowing in that first movie. The opening of the first movie, there's like some light Calypso being played, like right at the beginning. Uh I think they took inspiration from that. And they're like, let's set it in a world where there's nothing but Calypso music 24-7. But it's like sub-Calypso music. This is not canon to Calypso. It would be be great if in the first, like, you know, We Get a Bernie's 1 happens, We Get a Bernie 2, they go this other direction with the voodoo. Like Andrew said, that they kind of try and tie it together. If they put out a special edition of Weekend at Birdies 1 with some witch doctors in the back, <laughs> just like in the back of, you know, right when Bernie dies, right. that, that hitman walks away and there's like a voodoo doctor <gasps> like, just like rubbing his hands in the back, like really oh, yeah. bad. Yeah. Like Alan Quartermain's grave in um, uh, League, League of Extraordinary oh, Gentlemen. Oh, yeah. That dude's just standing by the tree being mm. a weirdo. Exactly. Yeah. He sprinkles some dust on Bernie, like, I'll see you the next movie, and goes away. <laughs> Steve, you are so right. We needed a special edition re release mm-hmm. of all these, putting in the stuff that you couldn't do yet. We already mentioned that they changed part of the continuity of the first film. That's right, to make this one make sense. Uh, that's what. You, that's just the way movies are. You don't have the technology at the time. You just go back and <laughs> tinker with them. The best thing to do with movies, Eric, is to tinker with them after they're done. <laughs> I mean, you can only make them better. What? <laughs> 
You're make you're add, you're adding you're pumping in more movie. Who's to complain? Can I just say this? And I because I just wanted to do this. Uh, next month to coincide with Star Star Wars coming out, we're doing a Star Wars episode. Yeah, and we're doing a Star Wars commentary. That's true. And now oh. we're putting it on the air, so we have to do we it. We kind of really have to. Damn, and I, I will. I also I I vow to not cut this bit out of the episode <laughs> when I'm editing it. So we will be held to. And you know, here's the thing: we're not going to say what Star Wars is going to be what. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just, we're just saying Star Wars so, an episode and a commentary coming out in watch the month of December. Watch your back, Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> yeah. We hate movies. Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> oh man, I'm just giggling at the emails now. Uh, oh, so where was I going with this? Oh, so like we spend ninety-ish whatever minutes in that first movie trying to rid ourselves of this problem. Sure. So what are we going to do when we get to the start of this movie? Let's get right back ass cheeks deep in this situation because the coroner is like oh here's his personal effects we sign for him and jonathan silverman is very much like i don't want this to be a movie we don't know this guy <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. and andrew mccarthy's like but leah i need it to be a movie <laughs> come on the sequel's happening larry or and richie, richie, well, the, the <laughs> richie. God, so stupidly interchangeable so he's like oh yeah i'll sign for him so i can get his rolex watch that he's been like pining for since the first movie pretends to be his nephew Yes. One of many crimes coming up. Piling up the fraud. One Rolex watch, gold. One cigarette lighter, gold. And then he, wa- <laughs> he starts, stops walking with a limp. One prophylactic <laughs> used. <laughs> the usual suspects there, everybody. But then Eric went into the Blues Brothers. Oh, a little yeah. blues. What's happening there? It's a little duality. Shared cinematic universe. <laughs> of people getting out of jail. <laughs> The Blues Brothers versus Kaiser Soze? Oh, sure. Blues Brothers 3000. <laughs> no, that's that, all the rampage that they went through was all put up by Kaiser Soze because he had all that information on them. He had like oh, two yeah. packets. Kobayashi <laughs> showed up to the Blues Brother with two packets, one with, for Elwood and one with the other guy. Ko- Kobayashi was buying that that uh, that nunnery or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> the orphanage. Unless you'd like Carrie Fisher to meet with a most gruesome violation before she is killed. <laughs> We're on a mission from Gad. Uh, so it's like they're doing this nonsense in New York, and then we cut to the Virgin Islands, where we meet two hapless tourists who are there for the carnival. One is played by the dude who was Mr. Morgan on Seinfeld, Jer- or George worked with him at the uh, Yankees. I didn't know, were they hapless tourists, or were they in on it? Like, I'm confused by what they're supposed to be. No, they, like, get roped into it. Like, they are there for the carnival. Okay. And then somehow it's like, we gotta, like, we're gonna go see this Mobu lady, like uh-huh. this witch doctor oh, like, lady oh, it'll or something. Oh, it'll be fun, since we're on vacation, we'll see the Mobu, see what they're up to, kind of a deal? Kind of, like, they just, they, they, they fall into it. They're innocent victims, just like anyone else in this game. So, but yeah, to your point, it's it's the Mobu, they're doing some, you know, uh, witch doctory stuff. It's a, a lady called the Mobu, I guess. She's the, that's, that's She's the referred title. to as the Mobu, I, I have no further information it's on probably the Mobu. A, a title of some sort, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But the funny thing is, there is, and this is a flaw in the film. The mafia. Oh, is it? <laughs> what? 
the mafia is putting them up to it, right? The Mobu and the mafia, or as they're referred to it in this movie for some reason, the cartel. Yeah, it's just two drug dealers. You know what, movie? Two drug dealers does not a cartel make. And also, they don't have names. They're they're referred to as cartel... Credited as cartel member number one and cartel yeah. member number two. That's a huge. These are the villains of your movie, right? Technically speaking, the strings. technically speaking, even the mafia in the first movie had names. Yes, they were all Tony and Vito and Pauly and whatever. whatever yeah. yeah, this basically has no villain. No, this movie. Like, I mean, I guess the guy from their office, Barry Bostwick, yeah. is supposed to be the villain of but this movie. But you, really you've a got, villain. you've got. Cartel guys, yes. heavy air quotes, cartel guys. One of which, it's the first movie role of uh, that dude who's on CSI, who I think is a scumbag for like beating up his wife. Oh, that guy, yeah. Yeah, that's this dreads. dude. And then some uh, Italian gentleman playing the other person. That guy probably went to porn. <laughs> Just, 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 just he, he, he got as high as Weekend at Bernie's 2 <laughs> and then went right back into Porn Valley. Or maybe it. not. I don't you mean know. performing it? So basically, <laughs> yeah, no writing it. I don't know. <laughs> Distribute. He's mostly in distribution. Yeah, yeah. He was in charge for duping the tapes. There's a cutscene of Larry showing him Bernie's dick. <laughs> Gave him the inspiration. Larry, look at this. Can you believe it? For a dead guy, I can barely fit the Rolex around it. Get a load of it, Richie. Um, so they go to back to work, um, and they, they are expecting a big promotion because they're like, oh, you know, we thought we were going to get a big promotion from the last one. They bring up – I'm surprised the, the whole like, oh, we saved them on – we, we found this flaw, $2 million, all these phony claims, et cetera, et cetera. Right. See, nobody cares. And uh, <laughs> Barry Bostrick is like, well, yes, you did, but also we think you were in on it. And yes. Like, and you're just like – why? You know, he's like, what were you doing out at Mr. Lomax's house? And, like, one, they don't tell the... Like, you could just, from right there, yes. start telling the whole story. Yes. Right, it's yeah. like, Bernie was doing this, we were calling him out on it, he clearly, you know, didn't want to be found out, and he was going to have us murdered. But instead, it's like, we were working, and they immediately start lying to him. I know, they should tell him the truth, say, we, you know... We don't like uh, Mr. Lomax either. That's why we desecrated his corpse for <laughs> the whole weekend. For days on end. <laughs> and uh, they get fired immediately, wrongful termination suit, on its way. Mm-hmm. Without question. And so it's like, then, then here's where a weird threat comes into this movie. Because there's like a boss who's seated the whole time. And then it's Barry Bostwick's character who's like an internal affairs representative. Sure. For Again, it's still just the company. Mm-hmm. The company this. The co- it's still an insurance company. He's an insurance investigator, right? Like he's uh, uh, Memento. Shel- uh, uh, Leonard. Leonard Shelby. Leonard Shelby from Memento. Oh, is that Tobo's character in that movie? No. Guy Pierce. Oh, oh I- spoiler alert, everybody. Spoiler. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie. I'm not even kidding you in well over 10 years. Hey, Lenny, you going to shoot me in the head or what? <laughs> This movie could have used some Joey Pants as well, I feel. Uh, absolutely. I think so, yeah. Oh, look, it's my old friend Bernie Lomax. <laughs> <laughs> Lenny, take a look at his dick. That's, you know, that's the move. It's you get Joey Pants in the movie, then he dies. That's now the got thing. two corpses. That's the thing. Yeah. That's the thing. You're making a sequel to a movie about two dudes fucking with a corpse. How does the sequel not have a second corpse in it? That's what you need. Mm-hmm. That's the answer to this broken screenplay. I agree. You got two living guys to pl- to hold up their bodies. <laughs> yeah, and Joey Pants is small. He's slight in stature. Yeah. 
Oh, actually, what it's it should have been. Size. These two, <laughs> the two other dudes uh, who are dealing with the Mobu and all that stuff, they get their own corpse to deal with. Maybe the Mobu dies. Get a lady corpse around. That'd be fun. You know what I mean? By the way, the thing we didn't mention is when they meet with the Mobu for the first time, she puts a spell on them and she's like, You are going to go back to New York. You're going to get this body. You're going to put a spell on it. And you're going to bring it back here. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Very or, important plot point. Or else you're going to turn into a goat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> If you don't do this, I'm going to turn you into a goat. Hey, sure. Whatever movie. And then we like we actually see like a uh, a goat and like people are like that used to be a person. <laughs> hey, hey, we're not fucking around. That was a person. Now it's a goat. That was the last person that crossed the Mobu. Hey, I'm a fucking goat over here. <laughs> Joey Pantoliano is a goat. Oh, yes. Oh, talking yes! goat played by Joey Pants. That's a pretty perfect. <laughs> So this, so I was saying was it's like IAB played by uh, Barry Bostwick and then this other boss who's just seated the whole time and the, they leave, they get fired and they leave and then the boss is like and another thing Barry Bostwick if you don't prove this by the time I have a board meeting at the end of the week you're fucking through and it's like these investigations no. take months if not <laughs> yes, years yes, this yes. is a terrible place to work this, yeah this the, the company yeah the company's shit. <laughs> Just firing everyone right and left. Uh, speaking of fired right and left, uh, I guess John and Sullivan broke up with the love of his life somewhere in between this movie right. and the last. That's, that's a note I had somewhere. Where's Gwen? You mm. fucking loved her so much. You took her up to that lighthouse. You uh-huh. just you wanted to get married. Maybe uh, the rest of the weekend at Gwen's parents' place, you know, yeah. it just maybe fell to well, shit. Yeah, maybe she was the second corpse. Oh, man. I think he got a little... He's just like... You know, it's like of mice and men. He's yeah, just like, yeah, yeah. oh, I can't let you get away. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. And he strangles her to death on the beach. Another oh, no. murder on Long Island. <laughs> Rich Long Island murder. Then Curly yeah. and Curly's wife get involved. Yeah, why not? <laughs> get them all in there. Curly from what? No, from Rob Mice and Men. There's a Curly, I believe. Oh, there was a Curly? I thought sure. you were talking about the Stooge. <laughs> no. <laughs> so did I. I was like, when did they introduce Curly's wife? <laughs> <laughs> or you're thinking about uh, City Slickers 2, The Legend of Curly's Wife. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, somehow that fake movie would also wind up co-starring John Lovitz. And Jack Palance as Curly's wife. Man, <laughs> that whole movie was him in drag. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm Duke Curly's wife Duke Gold That's my maiden name Oh I'm getting Getting hot flashes I'm Jack Palance as a lady I'm still 108 years old You know what Jack This isn't going to work (laughs) You know what Let's rewrite Take two months Everybody one interesting detail about uh, like the Mobu and what she gives on this assignment, she's like, here's your packet with instructions for this curse. Yeah. Also take this voodoo doll. And they close in on like a close-up of this voodoo doll. And it's supposed to be Bernie. Sure. But like the face is drawn on with a Sharpie. How does the Mobu know that Bernie's constantly wearing sunglasses? He's not, though. That's something that's attributed to him by Richie and Larry to keep him to not look like a dead guy, I guess. Exactly. Well, she could have looked in her crystal crystal ball. Oh, she saw oh. the whole first movie. Oh, I see. oh, yeah. she rented. She was one of the people that rented it. <laughs> I see. She attributed to this sequel being made by her constant renting of Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> the stupid thing about those fucking sunglasses is he's got them on the examining 
examining table. Oh yeah, oh yeah, which is stupid as anything. They are taking those right off when you get to the morgue. You know what it's going in? The personal effects envelope. Yeah. So here's his stupid little sunglasses. They took the fucking watch off. Why aren't you taking sunglasses off? And to your point, Andrew. Uh, John Silverman's like, no, 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 I don't want to make this movie. And then, then Richie is like, uh, Larry's like, oh, you know what? You know what's fun? Fraud. Because that's what he's doing this entire movie. Oh, it's just 100% oh. fraud. He's using Bernie's credit cards out at fancy restaurants. Mm-hmm. He's buying everything with He's him. buying the plane tickets to say, the, the, the paper trail on this movie. Ooh, boy, are you in trouble. Oh, and the way they, they get around it too at the end is infuriating. But so they, they, they get fired and everything, and then Andrew McCarthy, we cut to this restaurant, this scene that Eric just mentioned, and in walks Jonathan Silverman in pajamas and a raincoat, and he's like, what are you doing? It's the middle of the night, and you know, you're at the most expensive restaurant in the city or something like that. And it's like, one, the middle of the night, this restaurant is packed. Mm-hmm. Yes. Two, if he says, you know, come meet me <laughs> yes. at Le Cirque or whatever it is, put some fucking clothes on. Yes. It's just, it's a stupid gag that's always bothered me about this movie. And may I remind <laughs> our listeners, I've seen this probably 20 times. And that was the one problem. You <laughs> that was my first, this is my first ride with this one. Are you serious? Yeah, man. It's like I said last week, I had it taped off of Fox, man. I have seen this fucking movie. Maybe, I was Oof. thinking about this scene because maybe they're just trying to emulate Ghostbusters 2. To get the gang back together, somebody's got to be in pajamas at the time. <laughs> like when, oh, yeah. when the Ghostbusters run storm into uh, the, the restaurant. Yeah, no, no, the restaurant. With oh, the, oh, right. When they're covered in slime and, you know, all that fun stuff happens. That's Long totally jumps. true. <laughs> this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, my 20s, while being a lot of fun, a lot of the time, were pretty rough. I wasn't exactly rolling in dough. I lived at home until I was about 25. And for most of it, I didn't have this show or you lovely people in my life. I just kind of drifted around without direction. and didn't know where to voice that. Then I started to get my crap together one piece at a time. And the last piece, which didn't come until my early 30s, was therapy. And man, I wish it came along sooner. Ever since I started sitting down as a licensed therapist, I've had a place to voice my insecurities and try to fashion plans to help me achieve my goals. So that's why I'm thrilled we're sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, and it's designed to be flexible, convenient, and suited to meet your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and the good thing is you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash WHM today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash W-H-M. This episode's brought to you in part by Rocket Money, and they have this question for you. They handed to me just now. Mr. Rocket just handed me this. Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they pay around $80 a month on subscription services, but the actual total is closer to $200. If you don't know exactly how much you're spending every month, you need Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. And with Rocket Money, you can lower those bills without resorting to having bean dinners every day of the week. You know, you have those bean dinners to try to save some few bucks. But if you were monitoring your spending with Rocket Money, you didn't necessarily need to eat every bean dinner. 
So find out what all the fuss is about. You know, over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, like the Stars app. Don't get me started. You don't have to go through all the back end of the website anymore. You don't have to call customer service. Rocket Money helps you manage all your finances in one place as well and categorizes everything. It's easy to keep track of a whole budget. Even I can do it and I got rocks in my head. So find out what 3 million people have already done. They've taken the Rocket, folks. Stop throwing the money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash WHM. That is rocketmoney.com slash WHM. Once more, rocketmoney.com slash WHM, which stands for We Hate Movies. Um, so this is a weird part about this is like, he's like, Richie. Larry had Bernie had two million dollars, you know, stored away. Blah blah blah. It's on St. Thomas, you know, offshore accounts. Blah blah blah. All you have to do is break back into the office, and we'll get it. And they become criminals immediately. Sure. Where in the first movie, there's that hundred thousand dollars they leave right on the table because they're not criminals. Neither Richie yeah. or Larry are either of them. Either say, "Hey, look, no one's looking at that hundred grand, dude. Let's just walk away with it," which they totally could. Oh, I would have, but. No qualms. Their characters change immediately. I think it's supposed to be like because they got fired, so they've got like this vendetta against the company oh, or whatever. And desperation. Also, they're fired that day. Yes. Jonathan Silverman is saying that night that he's got three job interviews in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Wow, lucky duck Clinton's America, man. <laughs> Holy shit. I made a note of that too. It's one it's probably the most unbelievable part. <laughs> <laughs> We've got walking zombies in this movie, but three job interviews lined up overnight. The, overnight, no fucking way. Here's an employment weather report for 2015. It's cold out there. <laughs> <laughs> you're not getting three job interviews in one day overnight. Yeah. Also, you're just some shitty insurance clerk. You're not some hot commodity. Three job interviews. This is pre-LinkedIn. He had to call all those things, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, he immediately started pounding those pavements. It's such horseshit. Three job interviews. So the plan is he's found a key. It says to a safety deposit box. Yep. And they, so they want to break in to bank records and figure out like, where you know, it where it is. If it's, if it's actually there, if the money is in this account. So somehow this movie goes from then working at an insurance company to somehow they're able to access bank records from the same place they just got fired from, which, again, I state, is an insurance company. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what's going on there necessarily. And they break in, and they get caught immediately. They get the information they need. The security guard, who has a gun, by the way, which is very <laughs> surprising. Oh, sure. And they get arrested, uh, spend the night in jail, and get let go immediately. Uh, because Barry Bostwick, I guess, pulled the strings or something. Because Barry Bostwick, you know, he... Wants to see where this is going. Yes, exactly. Barry Bostwick's character also wants a movie to happen here. He's he's the <laughs> Phantom Menace. <laughs> he is pulling the strings. Yeah, behind the curtain of the the Galactic Senate. <laughs> and Bernie is Jar Jar. Bernie is something. Yeah. Would Bernie be Jar Jar? Well, it's I know, a I lot think, of physical. It's physical comedy. Sure, Andrew McCarthy might be Jar Jar. No, that's honest. true. That's he's true. Obnoxious. What would uh, <laughs> Bernie be then? What, what's one of those frog monsters? <laughs> yeah, he's like that frog king. Yeah, whatever that big yeah, fat the, old thing is. Yeah, the frog king. Sure. <laughs> and then Jonathan Silverman is Liam Neeson. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he would be the Qui Gon Jinn of the oh, situation. Yeah, if at the end of this movie he was just getting burned on a table, I'd be so excited. <laughs> just cooking. <laughs> mm -hmm. So we. We, we've got 
that storyline. And so back to our two tourist friends. They're back in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. And they go to the morgue to get Bernie. Shenanigans ensues. They throw him out a window and he lands in a dumpster. Yes. Uh, and then it's like, we got to find a place to do this spell. They're fucking pushing him around in a shopping cart, by the way. They go to a little place I like to call pre-Giuliani New York. Sure. They go to an old-timey porn theater in Times Square. Yep. Oh, we're going right in. And let me tell you, this place is packed. It's packed (laughs) with women and, like, upper-scale white guys. Well, those guys are definitely... No, they are, but, like, like, I mean, like, rich people. You know what I mean? It's up for a night at the theater. (laughs) Exactly. It's not, like... Dudes in trench coats and whatever else. Yeah, there's monocles and champagne flutes. (laughs) My goodness, Muffy, look at the size of that man's (laughs) cock. And look at that woman's Muffy Muffy. (laughs) Well, (laughs) let's go go to Sardi's and then jerk off at a porno theater. Also (laughs) unbelievable about this porno theater, there's several people eating popcorn. (laughs) Yeah, I know, the concessions. The most unbelievable part is... Okay, they lose their chicken. They're going to sacrifice a chicken to bring back Bernie, and it's running around this porno theater. So they crawl on the floor of the porno theater. Talk about most unbelievable parts of this movie. That's a DNA dump. (laughs) But they're just sliding through the aisles. (laughs) slide. You know what? I got to hand it to the Foley artist, man. There is some stick stack sticky sounds happening in this scene. Oh, yeah, well... uh, Fuck the set designer and art people because uh, I don't see any goop anywhere. It's immaculate. It is immaculate. If they're trying to emulate Ghostbusters 2, by the way, where's all the slime? (laughs) It's a river of slime! (laughs) Right in this porno theater! (laughs) They do... uh, 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 Mood slime. uh, (laughs) Ooh, I like it when it fights back. (laughs) There's a guy... Petting a chicken, yes. and they're trying to get the chicken. No, oh, this is mine. This is so th- the guy I was. I said in the last episode, there's a cameo by someone from the Law and Order franchise. It's that dude, and he's choking a chicken in a porno theater. Yes. Great gag. It's yeah. a great gag. That guy has gone on to play a judge in countless episodes. Oh, of, I know exactly what you're talking of about. Of SVU, yeah, yeah. I think he was on the regular Law and Order as well. That dude, and every time because I have seen this movie. So many times. The first time I saw that judge appear, I was like, fucking porno theater chicken guy from Weekend at Bernie's 2. And my wife was like, well, that's weird. (laughs) But, like, there's no... He's the only pervert there? Come on. Yeah. Where are all the perverts? Where's Tom Hanks in Philadelphia? That scene (laughs) when he's got that mustache? That's great. This is the most unbelievable porno theater ever put in cinema. Like, you know what you need? You need the porno theater from Taxi Driver. Mm -hmm. When Robert De Niro takes her out on that date. And it's like, because that's the thing, it's it's all. The invisible donut in a porno theater is well respected, as, as I yep. imagine from films, because they don't exist I mean, anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but like everyone's like, I'm here 12 feet away, there's sure. another guy. Yep. I'm doubly in a porno theater because you don't want to be part of the splash zone. Exactly. This is my area. Yeah, That's I'm trying to area. watch a movie. I'm not seeing a Gallagher show here. Yeah. Move over. <laughs> Gotta bring a poncho. <laughs> stupid clean porno theater in this movie then they go they take bernie into this bathroom okay they're trying to set up they're going to do the 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 spell or the ritual in this bathroom I'm pre- also by the way i'm pretty sure again don't know didn't live through it i'm pretty sure porno theater bathrooms are just as gross if not grosser and probably had to be monitored at all times yes and this is a one huge to a ba- stall by the way yep it's a huge bathroom it's clean as hell no 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 these are zero stalls 
uh, uh, doors on the stall. Mm-hmm. It's like a two. It's like a urinal and a toilet, mm-hmm. and like maybe a sink. Oh no, the sink is out in the hallway because you got to share it with the ladies' room, which is never used in a porno. Because <laughs> there's theater. never been a lady there. Ever. Exactly. So we're in this totally fake porno theater bathroom. They're trying to do this spell. The chicken gets loose, and they're like, "Oh, we, it's got to be a live bird." They're about to buy a rotisserie chicken, which is fucking hilarious. But they they see a pigeon and it's like oh here they go cock a doodle do I kind of like these guys I kind of wish it was their movie yeah you know what yes. I, mean? like, you know, I agree yeah they it, have way more quotable lines than fucking Richard and, and Larry chemistry and whatever else Richard and Larry should be the corpses this time around <laughs> yes. That'd be great. They'd want to get just murdered. Well, it's like how Bill Murray always said he he wouldn't appear in a Ghostbusters 3 unless he could be a ghost. Yes. One of the two of these guys should have said, I'm not going to do Weekend of Bernie's 2 unless I can be a corpse. No. <laughs> so they do this spell, and, you know, I, here's I almost said we all know, but I don't know how many people have seen Weekend of Bernie's 2. Probably not as many as I'm assuming. Not nearly. Because I've seen this movie 20 times. But so the whole gag is this music is playing, and the whole thing is... They're going to do the spell, and the corpse will start walking and tell them where to go. Mm-hmm. But because they used a pigeon instead of a chicken, the whole gag is he only walks when he hears music playing. So that's it. That's the setup. Yep. That's that's the setup for this movie. That's why you want to get a uh, genuine chicken for your voodoo. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess the weird thing is, like, why not have him, like, have to write out where it is as opposed to show you because it's impossible unless you know generally where it is. Like, if it's in Texas, he's got to walk to Texas. Yeah, totally. It's it's not uh, a a time... It's not conducive to your time. Yes, exactly. You know, Weekend at Bernie's 3, it should be like It Follows, but with Bernie. Right? <laughs> oh, shit, yeah. Dude, like, now he's like... He's just, like, walking behind you at all times? He was just dead. Now he's, he's dead and he's leading you to treasure. <laughs> and now the next time, he's coming for you. <laughs> he's coming back for you. I mean, he's been now resurrected from the dead. He's a zombie. It's like Jason lives. Yeah, he is, he's very much. I mean, also like he's kind of dance walking a little bit. It's oh, this dance. He's having a, Terry Kaiser's having a little fun with it. He's the best part of the movie. I thought he Hands did a pretty down. good job. Yeah, Hands not nearly down. enough dead hijinks in this film. Sure, yeah, but Terry Kaiser's the best of both of these movies. He, he is. really delivers on this role. Now, there's not an, a lot of corpse hijinks. I mean, the last 20 minutes, we really amp up the corpse hijinks. But you know what we increase in this movie is the corpse brutality. Yeah. We are beating the shit out of this thing. So cut to it's it's a big old yada yada. Richard and Larry come across Bernie again yep. back at the, the coroner's office. They, they take this body out of the coroner's office. I do want to say one thing. Sure. Uh, Richard and Larry get arrested for breaking into a, 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 a multinational corporation. Yes. And are left, get out in one day. These two other guys, who are, are both African-American, fight each other in a fun little henchman kind of way. They get in a silly slap fight in the 42nd Street uh, shuttle terminal. They uh, get arrested station. for 48% of this movie. They're, they're <laughs> like, do a dive. It takes yeah. them a very long time to leave the police station. It's cut to this cop being like, let's see what 24 hours in the tank does to cool you off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and meanwhile, Barry Bostwick's letting these guys go on white collar charges. <laughs> white collar charges, Pre- by the way. Precisely. Um, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. The other thing is, we ne- Jonathan Silverman never buys on to Larry's plan. Like he never, like he says, no, 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 no. But he, ne- we never see his thought process of like, well, I'll do this because. 
He just is doing it. He he says no. Well, because he's a fucking lemming, dude. He's a lemming in that first movie. He's got to stand up, have a fucking spine. Maybe that's why things didn't work out with Gwen. Yeah. Because he's just a pussy. Hey, Richie, you got to hang out with your new girlfriend all weekend. I thought we were going to hang out. Richie, Richie. We got a whole house over here. Oh, oh, Gwen, good you're here. Look at his dick. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Bernie's dick. It's amazing. You guys are out having fun at that lighthouse. I'm here diddling a dick, Richie. <laughs> I'm playing Monopoly with Bernie's dick. Oh, man. Yeah, see, that's what doesn't happen in this movie is like his descent into madness yes. needs to get worse. Like instead, they just become criminals. Yes. But it's I want it more like Andrew McCarthy starts thinking like Bernie's alive. Yeah. And he's talking to mm. him way more. He like writes like his memoir on the wall in blood. <laughs> or feces. Oh, both. Little Marquis de Sade. Look, look, I got it out of Bernie's butt. <laughs> it takes them the whole movie to figure out what's going on with Bernie, which is a big problem for me. Yeah, they really don't figure out that... There's a voodoo spell on Bernie, like, until the last 20 minutes of the movie, which is really bizarre. So they, they go to St. Thomas, because that's where it is. There's a weird gag of, like, uh, Andrew McCarthy cramming Bernie into a suitcase. That's what I'm talking about. Out. It cuts to a close-up of a Bernie dummy in the suitcase, and Andrew McCarthy's shoving it the fuck in there. And <laughs> yes. it's, like, cricking and cracking. <laughs> and then he tries to zip it up, and he's jumping on it and fucking slamming his ass down on the suitcase. It is brutal what they do to this thing this i I think this is desecration of a corpse it's another crime and you're breaking every bone in that body it's not going to be able to walk around like a cute little zombie it's going to be like a slug like slowly (laughs) going yeah yeah Yeah, you've got a bunch of like broken femurs and tibias and all those important bones he's a jellyfish (laughs) it's going to be a lot less weekend at bernie's a lot more beetlejuice this time around See, and actually, speaking of Beetlejuice, missed opportunity. You want to put a fucking spell on this corpse or whatever? Bernie's talking again. Yeah. It's yes. a talking zombie. It's well, a talking zombie. Or like there's like a, like a fight, like Bernie's ghost repossesses the yes. body at Maybe one point. Get a spirit going. Oh, sure. that's what we need of, is more paranormal shit. Yeah, exactly. You're already doing voodoo <laughs> and zombies. You might as well throw a vengeful spirit in there because his body's been desecrated across the hemisphere. Sure, and listen, like we're down in the Virgin Islands, maybe get a little uh, serpent in the rainbow. There's some Caribbean vampires around. Oh, yeah. What the hell? Hey, and what the hell? Andrew oh. McCarthy wakes up in a coffin. He's like, what the fuck just <laughs> happened last night? You got monster mashed. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Bernie's there zipping up. You mm-hmm. don't know what happened. It's crazy. It's- I think that would be a better movie. Anything would be a better movie. Close your eyes, America. <laughs> well, don't, don't tell that to Andrew. This is his favorite film. So <laughs> they get to their little hotel room, a little bungalow. And it's a night. We're talking $600 a day. Because, again, we're paying for everything on Bernie's credit card yep. because we're fucking stupid. And here's the thing. I've never committed credit card fraud. Not yet. <laughs> I'd never say never mm-hmm. again. Yeah. But... Were I to do so, I would do it in, let's say, much less flashy manner yes. than Andrew McCarthy mm-hmm. is dancing around <laughs> committing credit card fraud in this movie. All the tips that he's given people, he's he's walking around. He goes. This is actually kind of a good gag. When they're walking into the resort, there's like some stuffy old white man walking by, and McCarthy walks past him and he's like, 
hello there, Bernie Lomax. I'm going to be with you for a few days. Nice to meet you. And it's like he's going around referring to himself as Bernie Lomax. The weird it's thing, crazy. The weird thing is, this is the Larry show. This is Weekend at Bernie's yeah. 2 colon the Larry show. Big time. Because the first one, he was the sidekick. Richie was the straight man. And yep. like, but he like, became the fan favorite, right? Yes. Like um, they, all the action figures. <laughs> <laughs> All the one-shoot posters that were sold of him. Oh, yeah. sure. Well, that's the interesting thing, though, is the Weekend at Bernie's role-playing game that they were able to determine who was picking who. Right, And right. a lot more people chose Larry. <laughs> but I think this is – it was true in the first movie. It was still still true in the second movie. And I think it's still true today that Andrew McCarthy is the bigger star than Jonathan Silver. Yeah, he always was. I mean, I mean that's yeah. the thing. And that's what's weird about that first movie is he is – Technically playing second fiddle to Jonathan Silverman. Yes. So I think this time it's like, oh, oh, oh. You want me to do another Weekend at Bernie's movie. I'll play your little cartoon character, but it is this cartoon character's show. Yeah. And that's that's why you have it the way you have And Jonathan it. Silverman goes to sleep for most of this movie. He's literally taking a nap through a large <laughs> sequence of this film. <laughs> we, did, we didn't really exactly mention it, uh, but once they stuff that corpse into that bag, they mm -hmm. take it on an, an, on an airliner. And what? You know what? what? I don't care that this is pre-9-11. It's pre-9-11. It's pre but that's that not That changed happening. everything, Andrew. Well, it turns out we now live in a different America. But before then, they still scan shit at the airport. No, no. Especially if you're going across, you know, not, not like maybe if you're flying from, you know, New York to Dallas, maybe they're not going to scan you. Maybe in 1993. I don't know, man. But the way they dance around it is Jonathan Silverman's like, but what about customs? And McCarthy's like, ain't no customs. It's America. And it's like, yeah, the Virgin Islands is a territory we have. But sure. like. You're getting it fucking scanned. Yeah. Like you got a, a, a and they address that this corpse has a has a stench to it. Mm -hmm. It's just once the though. Place. Just once. Yeah, they but... spray it down one time, and you're telling me it's wandering around the the humid tropics of the Virgin Islands, and that one spray from deodorant is letting it kick around this whole weekend. I think we should do another. We hate movies challenge. Okay. Put a human body, mm -hmm. a dead human body, in a suitcase and see if you can take it from one airport to another. We hate movies and any of its parent companies is not responsible for any of the consequences incurred by this ridiculous challenge. Hashtag WHM Bernie challenge. <laughs> now, can I amend the Bernie challenge? Because you want to keep true to the, to the series. Yeah. Two days before you do this, you'd better take that on a beach, put it in the sand, roll mm -hmm. it around in the water for a while. Let some crabs get at it. Yeah, right. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You want at least some high tide stuff going on with this corpse before you put it into the corpse, uh, into the bag, and then take it on a plane. And then shove it in a fucking refrigerator, by the way, like a college campus refrigerator. And that's another creepy Andrew McCarthy scene. He's just shoving it in this refrigerator. And he's like he knows it. He is, he is Robert De Niro kicking this thing into a refrigerator. How many heads are in his fridge at home? Oh, at least six. Well, that's the thing. I think McCartney could have played back in the day. A good Dahmer. He, he's got the Dahmer <laughs> physique, the oh, sandy yeah. hair. And Andrew McCarthy is Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> Dahmer also loved zombies. Exactly. Way better than that Jeremy Renner movie. Oh, yeah? Where he plays Dahmer. Hi, can I speak to the Mobu? It's Jeffrey Dahmer. I want my corpses to dance around my apartment, please. Looking for some tips as to how to get some of these little gadgets and gizmos <laughs> stuck in my fridge to start dancing. If the Mobu could call me back anytime soon, well, I'd sure appreciate it. I got some dicks in here that I'd like to see twinkle toes oh. across my kitchen counter.
Hey, uh, Mobu, this is Jeff Dahmer again calling, just uh, seeing if I can follow up about those tips for making all those men's heads and penises dance in my fridge. I bought your book. I love your book. I just cannot, for the life of me, find in the appendix the dancing curse, and I am just going nuts over here. I use that term loosely. Going crazy over here. Trying to get these little suckers to dance. You know what? I don't like this guy. I'm glad he got beaten to death with a plunger. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what a way to go, by the way. It's like getting killed by Super Mario. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of people got killed by Super Mario. Turtles, mushroom fellas, lizard people. Yeah, man. No actual people, though. That's what you needed in one of those movies. A consequence of being Super Mario, he accidentally kills a, a plumbing colleague. Oh, oh wow. He, yeah. stomp, he, come, he becomes Super Mario, and he stomps out, down on something, and it's like, yeah, take that! It's, and he looks, and it's like his friend Giuseppe. Oh, man. It's like, That's oh, no, I stomped Giuseppe's head out. I thought it was a mushroom Do man. you think the Mario brothers were like these these hard uh, knocking racists or something they're like going sure. to like humans only pal <laughs> we're coming to the mushroom kingdom to cleanse it to be, <laughs> to be fair i believe romper stomper was about that Super jeffrey Mario? dahmer was killed by wario and Walu- waluigi in prison <laughs> not mario and luigi <laughs> i that's, think you're right that's what i read they put Wali- waluigi waluigi Waluigi. Uh, it's hard Waluigi. to say because it's an impossible, stupid name. Yeah. All well, right. it's not that hard to say. You just put a, a wa in front of Luigi. Waluigi. Yeah. Okay. Hey, you did well, it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we got to the bottom of that. So they're they're there and they're like, oh, we got like a uh, we have to we have to wait overnight until the bank opens the next day. So Andrew McCarthy's just gonna go out and get laid. Yeah. Big if and the uh, <laughs> and Larry, uh, Richard the 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 steadfast one is like I'm gonna figure out a plan in order so that we don't get uh, hideously arrested and he's like writing all these graphs down and all this stuff I've never understood what this is it's some real doggone research and I don't know what you could be doing what are you writing down what do you need to write down did we even mention that they're come yeah obviously that makes no sense whatsoever but apparently they're. <laughs> They're going down to commit more fraud to go and get a safety deposit box yes. from the yes. bank. Yes. And they need the corpse for that. That's why that's all oh, going on. Oh, Visual yes. ID, yeah. Yeah. It, uh, the only person who can sign off to have this open is indeed Bernie Lomax himself. And only Jonathan Silverman, master criminal, can figure this scheme out. And he's st- spending all night like Sherlock, locked up, <laughs> writing all these notes. By the way, you don't, when you're doing massive fraud, don't write any notes down. Yeah, no, no way. No That's, way. Sherlock kept it in his head because <laughs> exactly. he knew what he was doing his was not on the balance. level. I was going to say, Steve, <laughs> something tells me Jonathan Silverman's character does not have a mind palace. That's unfortunate. Yeah. You got to get one of those. So It's uh, free. <laughs> Larry meets uh, a lady, a local lady. Yes. And they kind of hit it off a little bit. Claudia. Sure. Claudia. He, uh... He 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 charges up to her on the on the sandy beach there, takes his shirt off, shows his goods, if you will. He doesn't flash her. No, but he the nips, man. I'm talking about the nips. <laughs> oh, I forgot. You are indeed always focused on the nips. This movie's got a little more nip than you think. Well, there's some there's some useless nudity on the lady side uh, coming up a little later in the Which, movie. I don't think was in the first one, right? The first one yeah, the was first kinda... was P- yeah, just totally. Clean. Well, that's the thing. We 
We've never seen the theatrical cut of Weekend at Bernie's. Remember that they dulled right. it down because... The NC-17. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah then you really cut. saw the fucking necrophilia in that first movie. Well, that's the thing. is like that movie was not finished. We've established that. They needed to change the continuity. I'm sure they took out more stuff. Maybe they added some type of... Uh, Look, get ILM characters. on the horn. We can fix Weekend at Bernie's. Yeah. Sure. Put IG-88 in the background in one of those scenes at one of the parties. That's fun. <laughs> Now you see, Stephen, <laughs> this will come up in the next or third or fourth film. IG88's true motivations will be revealed. And did I tell you about IG88's brother? <laughs> He's got a few of them. <laughs> One of them was trying to upload his system into the Death Star. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> gonna... Oh yeah, you don't want an IG88 in the Death Star. <laughs> You're gonna get run out of town. <laughs> it's true. I've got all sorts of great ideas. <laughs> oh, the lineology of IG-88? You think he's just a robot, but he's got brothers and sisters and cousins? No, no, you <laughs> think I might be joking? No, I know you're telling me the whole truth <laughs> and nothing but it. Some of that was in the expanded universe. But, so he, but he's a creep, because Larry's a creep, and he's lying to her immediately. Like, he's sure. using a fake voice at first. He's like, hi it, there. It's like, oh, okay, this guy's Hi there, cool. Lawrence. <laughs> I'm a serial killer. <laughs> I mean, windsurfer. <laughs> oh, I got a broken arm. Oh, help me, please. <laughs> you want to see where the bodies are kept? <laughs> you know, Mobu, I am still just trying for the life of me to get this whole spell sorted out. Please call me back. <laughs> you know what, Mobu? I do not want to raise my voice on the phone, but this is some of the absolute worst customer service I have ever seen. The Kenmore people were very accommodating with their incredibly large refrigerator, all right? They were beautiful, beautiful people. I just want the Mobu to come on down here and get this spell hunkered out. Now, look, you got me all upset yelling on the phone and such. Look, my, my apartment complex has thin walls. Oh. My neighbors are going to be yelling. Oh, wait, he's waking up. I'll be back in a minute. <laughs> oh, and then he's just dropping acid in his head or something. Oh, yeah, yeah whatever, whatever else happens. Yeah. He was a monster. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Speaking of monsters, well, Jeffrey Dahmer was a real monster. Yeah, he wasn't the the happy go lucky character you've portrayed. <laughs> you know this instant favorite Jeff Dahmer persona <laughs> wasn't as cheery in real life. So um, there's they go on a nice little date, and he, Larry pulls this real rapey tactic. He's like, "Oh, oh this is a this is a trick." He he's like dropping her off at. The, in a cab, and he goes to the cab driver, and he's like, oh, I got to walk you home. I got to walk you up the stairs. And she's like, well, I don't want you to do that. He's like, no, 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 let me do it. She's like, fine. And he goes to the cab driver. He's like, when I get out of the cab, I want you to speed off right immediately so that I'm stranded here. Here's an extra 20 bucks or whatever. And you know what? He's got this down so hard. Like, he's got slang for it. He's like, Look, when I get halfway up the steps, ping the pedal. Yeah. It's <laughs> You're like... like Oh, not the first time he's told a cabbie to drive away. And then she'll have no choice but to sleep with me. Exactly. I'll just sleep on the couch. <laughs> and I'll wake up in her bed and she'll be dead. <laughs> They'll have two corpses dancing together. Look, and Richie. <laughs> Look, Richie, I got Bernie a friend. <laughs> you guys make out now. <laughs> um, um, oh, my God. <laughs> It's like outlets, Rich. You got a male and a female. <laughs> what happens when you put them together? Sparks fly, Richie. 
I got to say, for a woman who teaches, like, windsurfing at a vacation resort, mm. she's living in a fucking palace. Well, because her dad just so happens to be the uh, the doctor of St. Thomas, it seems. Of, in, of all of St. Thomas, because he's dealing with, like, crazy people and, like, medical-related situations. Mean, listen, I've been to St. Thomas. And surgery. It's pretty small. Yeah. You might just need one doctor. I don't know. But he's also... A noted occultist. Just, just, yes. just yeah. you know, <laughs> slash. I do appreciate that he's out about it. Like, mm. it's not like a secret occult thing. Oh, he's out like Dan Aykroyd's out about aliens, man. <laughs> Which means this guy's kind of Doctor Strange. FYI. Oh, is that what that character's all he about? He was a surgeon and then he became an occultist. He, oh. At one point he does inject uh, the uh, insurance fellow there full of happy juice. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Barry Bostwick gets it. Yeah. Barry Bostwick, by the way, we should mention is just like a shadow in the background of this movie just taking pictures constantly photographing these two real shutter bug (laughs) snap (laughs) mobu this is the last time i'm gonna call and i just want to say i'm gonna send you my phone bill now (laughs) you know how expensive it is to constantly call the u.s virgin Islands six times a day and again the good people at canmore have a 1-800 customer service line that's all i'm asking you mobu that's all i'm asking Thanks for never calling me back. This is the last time I buy one of your spell books. So, so, so is a guy, like, is Momu supposed to send someone in, like, a Maytag repairman uniform, yeah. like, all black or something? <laughs> yeah. Hey, Momu, man. <laughs> I got your spell working. Oh, that's a problem. You got chicken blood here. You need rat blood. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's why your voodoo's on the fritz there, pal. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think that's what this character is expecting to happen. <laughs> Uh, hey, Canmore, I would like to send you a personal gift basket. Thank you so much for the shelfless refrigerator you sent me. I could fit so much of big, large meats in there. It is just, it's a dream. Uh, for a hunter like myself, uh, that's uh, that's really easy for me. So I just want to send you all a gift baskets because you're just so, so nice to deal with. Is Marcy there? Can I talk to Marcy personally? Uh, yeah, and you know, like a good hunter, he's, he's only after 10-point bucks. <laughs> Can you just go ahead and tell Marcy that she's my energy star? <laughs> oh, Lord. Where so, are we with this movie? They're still committing what, fraud. Whatever. we're going to jail now. <laughs> uh, this is, you know, Claudia, he goes inside Claudia's apartment, and she reveals that her dad's a witch doctor, et cetera, et cetera. Reveals? <laughs> and, uh... She has a... Sh- there's a voodoo shrine. Yeah. And he's being real ignorant about the whole thing. He's like, what's this mumbo-jumbo? Would That's why this guy this? closes zero deals. Because he's constantly making fun of uh, prospective uh, dates of religions? Yes. Sure. So Richard is asleep back at the hotel... Uh, and at this point, music, there's a conga line right outside of his doorway. The music causes Bernie to pop out of the refrigerator. And he is wearing a really silly outfit. I mean, the part of Kerry, Terry Kaiser, why he gets this is that man has no dignity whatsoever. <laughs> it's like literally like he's wearing a big oversized like Flavor Flav hat yes. and like a windbreaker oh, suit. This, this windbreaker. Well, funnier is that was Jonathan Silver's clothes. Yeah, it's Silverman's clothes because they're like, oh, we got to dress him. Yeah. And so, because they, they, this is pretty dumb, but they pack for the airport before they go to the morgue and they get there and it's like, oh, Bernie's naked. Where'd all his clothes go? Because he got, long story short, <laughs> he was left on the subway and robbed of everything but his yes. underwear. And tagged with spray paint. Oh, sure. Because, oh, only in New York. 
But nice continuity uh, keeping here. The uh, the white tank top undershirt that he's wearing has the bullet holes in it from the first movie. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it is pretty neat, huh? It's not covered in blood, though, which it would be. I guess I had to have seen it 20 times to notice. <laughs> You're goddamn right. <laughs> and, you know, so he's wearing this thing. And, I mean, like, the problem is there's so many shots of these windbreaker pants and Terry Kaiser's rump just moving to the music. Oh, just jiggling around to all this you calypso music. You get to see everything. Oh, yeah. Do you think it was a thing, though, where he was like, all right, listen, you want to have me flip-flopping all over this movie? That's fine. But I'm not doing it in Bernie's khaki pants that he had and yeah. stuffy shirt and whatever else. I'm gonna bring a windbreaker from home. <laughs> and I you're be gonna, comfortable. Yeah, and you're gonna find a way to put me in this thing, and that's what I'm staying in for the whole movie. Because you, you have to admit, he looks comfortable as fuck. He does. But yeah, so he's dancing. He gets in this conga line and introduced two of the worst, like fucking fourth tier characters of all time. This this couple that's on vacation they're constantly arguing it's this abusive Ar- relationship right. yes it's brenda and i didn't arnold count. arnold okay oh get it because he's a bodybuilder <laughs> and this big beefcake idiot is just sitting there like oh brenda i don't want to dance i'm waiting for my chicken oh i've got food coming to you ooh, ah, ooh, oh, eh, ah, ooh. And she's like oh, all you want to do is eat and lift weights it's like yeah i want to eat and lift weights <laughs> and i'm gonna fucking punch you in the face if you don't get out of here like it, that's where it's going with brenda and arnold presumably maybe a honeymoon situation it's entirely possible Oh, yeah, a honeymoon gone wrong. Dude. Oh, yeah. The Turned out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she, I was surprised. You know, sh- she should have been a zombie by the end of this. <laughs> Arnold beat her to death after this. Oh. I mean, what she does, I wouldn't be surprised about you this never, You know what you never want to do is get on a boat with somebody. That's You watch them 2020s and those yep. uh, oh. the datelines. You never want to get on a boat with anybody. Yeah, or even a kayak. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, that's actually true. Yeah. We, up, we had one of those around here up recently. Up Hudson, a couple of people got sunk. <laughs> so, Mobu, I got a quick question, uh, and it's just, and I really need you to answer this in a timely fashion. I got a long weekend coming up. Will your spells work if I produce them over water? <laughs> Taking a boat trip, just want to see if I'll be able to do your beautiful magic on this cruise. Please call me back. Mobu, I have limited resources. I work in a chocolate factory. I do not have a ton of money, and is I that true? My, my phone mm-hmm. is, my phone bill is going through the roof. Mobu, you ever try to subsist on nothing but chocolate Easter rabbits? <laughs> oh, it's disgusting! But I live for my passion. Please call me back. I have a limited budget. Chocolate Easter rabbits and human flesh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, either you know. or. Um, so they get um uh, the girl Brenda. It's like, well, screw you, you big lug. And she, Bernie's dancing in the Congo line. She's like, hey, he's sexy, even though he's not. And like, uh, she would be like, there's an old man in yeah. a gross windbreaker. <laughs> there's a gross, degenerate old man. And All he right, smells let's... like shit, by the way. <laughs> yeah, shit well, and fucking body yeah. spray of some kind. But let's not judge Brenda here, you know? Everyone's got their thing. For sure. instance, Jeff Dahmer liked dead young men. Sure. sure. She might like... Old dead men. (laughs) (laughs) So they like, they hit it off, I guess you could say. And they're dancing around. And then Jonathan Silverman wakes up Mm -hmm. and he sees like some pretty lady. 
And he, you know, she smiles at him and whatnot. So he goes out in the conga line to see if he can actually have some time away from the paperwork that he's been and filing. And Larry. And Larry. For God's sake, fucking break yourself off from that guy. He's doing nothing but dragging you down. Mm-hmm. So he's dancing. They do like a nice thing where like he just misses seeing Bernie in this conga yeah. line. Which, you know what? You need it to be like a, was that? No, it couldn't be. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't see him. And it's like. Like you said, Steve, they don't find this out until the end of the movie. Like, you need to start hinting at it. Like, Lair, I think I'm seeing Bernie walking around yeah. here. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is. But whatever. And uh, she winds up spending the night on the beach with Bernie, and you don't know whether or not anything happened. It's not as straightforward as the first movie. Mm-hmm. And it's like, she keeps, she does keep saying things like, he's such a good listener, blah, blah, he's blah. He's such a gentleman. Yeah, so I think it's like this idiot just slept with a dead body on the beach. Which smells like shit. Uh, yeah. So uh, Larry comes home after getting absolutely nowhere with Claudia and winds up sleeping with Jonathan Silverman for a little while. Mm-hmm. And then they wake up and then they're, you know, it's the big day and whoops, Bern- wouldn't you know it, Bernie's not in the fridge. <laughs> wouldn't you know it, he's somehow been misplaced. Excuse me, Canmore. <laughs> a couple of them went missing. Now, if I learned anything from that episode of Punky Brewster I watched is that you cannot open a refrigerator from the inside. So I need to ask you, Kenmore, what in the hell is my body doing getting out of the fridge? You know, Kenmore, now that I think about it, this might be my Mobu guy's <laughs> perfume. I'll get back to you. You know, Kenmore, I had to call and apologize to Marcy and all the rest of y'all down there. I was getting my lines crossed as to who was responsible for what. It was this idiot Mobu voodoo repairman. <laughs> what? Ah, <laughs> uh, jeez, Pally, I uh, didn't realize you didn't want your corpses to walk around and maybe leave. <laughs> you wanted more docile uh, zombies. All right. Oh, also, before they fall asleep on the bi- the beach, this dude Arnold beats the shit out of this corpse, brutalizing it once again. Yeah, punching it in the face with all of his might. Why wouldn't the head like spin around or get not like really speaking be of Beetlejuice, knocked clean off at this point? Right, oh, just Let's go for it. Right we should go for it because it is insane that this body is held up so well. There's so many instances. It goes parasailing about now. I think. Oh, that does. Does happen soon enough. And it just parasailing. smashes into trees. Now, Mobu, <laughs> I am running into some wear and tear with my zombies. I, I saw that weekend at Bernie's, too. That guy held up for a long, long time. And, and they were doing all sorts of stuff to it I haven't even dreamed up yet. So I'm just saying, Mobu, why don't you get me some of that salve or whatever it is and send it on <laughs> over with your repairman? Hopefully soon, because I'm just getting bored over here, y'all. <laughs> Jeff Dahmer, call me back. <laughs> oh, by the way, this is Jeff Dahmer. In case it wasn't very apparent. <laughs> oh, also, so there's a part where they, these fellas, uh, they get back to the Virgin Islands after they're let out of prison. Yes. And they have to go back to the Mobu, and they're like, listen, we kind of lost him. This, that, and the other thing. And this lady's like, if you don't do this successfully... I'm going to, like, turn you into a goat. Or she she threatens them a second time in some way. Or they, oh, that's what it is. They drive back. 
I think I'm skipping ahead a little here, but who cares? Whatever. There's, there's nothing that goes on. In yeah, this movie. these fellas eventually get Bernie back. Yeah, uh, they steal him from Andrew McCarthy and Jonathan Silverman. And then, like, they're going to drive away. Richard and Larry are buying a trench coat for Bernie in a store. Yes. They leave Bernie sitting in a Jeep. These dudes drive by in a convertible. Yep. They're like, oh, here he is. Let's grab him. McCarthy and Silverman run back out, grab him back. But these fellows don't notice that. So they drive back to the Mobu, and they're like, oh, fuck. He's not here. What happened? All right, we got to go find him again. And this is where this dude is getting ready to pull out. And the other guy's like, oh, Charles, look at that fine lady right there. And the guy's like, oh, yeah. And he turns around, and this dude is looking at a goat. And the guy's like, uh, okay, just going to not acknowledge this attraction to a goat that's happening. The men that stare at goats. Terrible movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, bad movie. Mm -hmm. um, no, but yeah, so it's a thing where it's like, are they slowly transforming into goats? The other dude lets out a little, like, goat yell earlier in the film when they're like, we're not going to go back there. She has no control over us. And he lets out like a bat. Can, can we talk about the moment when it all should come crashing down? Sure. <laughs> the opening credits. No, when Richard and Larry... Dress up, uh, dress up, Bernie like uh, Teddy Roosevelt for no reason. <laughs> He's got the hat and the, and the trench coat, and right, right. you and just need like a plastic cigarette holder. And they, they, they basically like they, they puppet him. They put like their arms through, so their arms are kind of are they're puppeting him. But going into a bank and getting into a safety deposit box, and they're like, oh, our uncle hurt his teeth and he can't talk what's that uncle you're all going to jail also <laughs> you're all this is all ending terribly the uncle has two right hands yeah yes. yeah yeah Andrew mccarthy is forging his signature as he, the hand looks completely different it's so stupid and this bank manager doesn't notice and let me tell you something else i'm pretty sure that no one has used the old gauze around the head for a toothache gag <laughs> yeah. since around the great depression <laughs> yes that's a honeymooners gag yeah. And he's dressed up like fucking Panama Jack with this hat and the sunglasses on and the fucking gauze. And, the, and then they're doing a thing as if Jonathan Silverman's actually capable of throwing his voice. Yes. Like, oh, the guy says, like, uh, here's your pen, Mr. Lomax. And, like, Silverman's like, mmm. And then they, they both go, what's that? It's like, yeah, crashing down. I mean, coming crashing down is when you try to get a corpse through airport security. But, <laughs> yeah. Let's say you do that successfully. This is the scene where everybody's going down. Oh, hi there, Ca Capital One Bank. This is my <laughs> uncle. He wants to withdraw all of his funds from your bank. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. What's that, Uncle Bernie? Mm, 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 mm. Uh, sir, this gentleman has no arms. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, he was in the war. Uncle yeah. Bernie was in the war. Can oh. I just withdraw them funds, please? <laughs> yes, right away. Thank you for your service, sir. <laughs> so at some point, our our uh, our dudes who are attracted to goats cross paths again with uh, Andrew McCarthy and Jonathan Silverman. They kidnap them, bring them to the Mobu, and they're like, these two dudes lost the body, blobbity blobbity. Because like, music starts playing again and Bernie just wanders off. In, in the safety deposit box, by the way, it's a, tre a treasure oh map. Oh my god, a goodness, treasure, map. treasure map. Which, you know, classic sign of any great sequel, treasure <laughs> map is involved. So, Legend of Curly's Gold, motherfucker, right. treasure map. Yeah, the sign of any great sequel. <laughs> 
So, by the Empire way, Empire Strikes Back, man, treasure map. <laughs> Where'd Lando bury that stuff? <laughs> oh, the legend of Lando's gold. Love it. How do you bury something in a fucking cloud? Figure it out. It's a Star Wars mystery. Wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> so, okay. So this treasure map. Sure. Now this means that okay. So Bernie was involved. Wait, no. This is not. A, this is not an occult map. It's kind of like. We got to show it to that girl because we don't know how to read it. That's what kind of doesn't make any sense. So no. Bernie was involved potentially with the occult down in, in that's, this resort? That's what they're saying. He's involved in a drug cartel and some sort of voodoo cult. On top of the mafia from the last movie, just in case. Right. Yeah. Well, you know what? This guy was fucking busy. <laughs> he had a lot of fingers in a lot of different pies. What was he doing at the company every day when you're managing three other offshore businesses? One of which being supernatural. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that takes up a lot of time. There's a lot of checks and balances when you are managing a supernatural organization. Yeah, there's a lot of ways it can go. You can't really predict <laughs> all, all the ins and outs of that. Whatever. I mean, so <laughs> they put a curse on uh, Jonathan Silverman that he's going to die by nightfall if they don't come back with, with the, either the map or the money or both. Correct. So then it's like we're leaving all that for Bernie Lomax's wild ride where he just kind of walks down to the beach and this is where some of the most astounding piles of bullshit happen in this movie. He gets, like, wrapped up in a parasailer's parachute. So he's flying through the air. He rips the tops off of a couple of ladies who are sunbathing on the beach. Then we've got a real Batman the motion picture yes. moment here. When this, like, hilarious... It cuts to, like gritty, grainy, scratched film print B-roll of a shark just like, say, this is me in the 1960s. <laughs> yes. And then it cuts to a, a puppet yep. jumping up and grabbing this dead body and chomping on for dear life, which it pulls him like into the water or whatever, I th or it falls something, back down. Something, something. Oh, it's, man, just whatever. I, just, I imagine Jeff Dahmer in the theater being like, oh, come on, you can't do that to a dead... Oh, 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 really? Really? You know, you know what, movie? Because believe me, I have tried. <laughs> Hello, TriStar Pictures. What's <laughs> your complaint <laughs> department? I got some inconsistencies I found in your motion picture weekend at Bernie's 2. So you guys are saying that <laughs> Jeff Dahmer desecrated bodies less than this film. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I mean, he was 100% more cannibalism. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. and the sex, too. But the sex is happening here, too. Yeah, and plus we already established that Larry's least looking. He's at least, <laughs> least looking. He's a least looking. He's a looky-loo. But, I mean... He was definitely gentler to these corpses than these people are. They're punching it in the face. They're fucking kicking it in the balls. Yeah. And the water skiing again. <laughs> Did it happen in both movies, he water skis? Well, he gets dragged behind a boat in the first movie, uh, and he's clanging against all the buoys. So kind of. Yeah, and in this, he's just being dragged behind by a parasailing parachute. What's so, with, it's just vacation areas. Like, I want to see Bernie's corpse somewhere else mm -hmm. you know maybe in an office setting yeah sure <laughs> maybe in a movie theater oh we we, kinda... we almost got that we almost, we almost got, got it got yeah that's that. true now i was just thinking where i used to work this dude died one time oh and then you had to tell him uh, mr sherman you have to leave the theater <laughs> a dude we knew cabin and i knew this dude he was the guy that was like 
hey, pal, you got to get out of here. The movie's over with. Yeah, and then what happened? He was dead. Did you play with him? It was before my time. Oh, did he play with him? Did he like put some strings around his arms and move him around? Yeah, he got him to empty his bank account, it turned out. All you had to do was pretend that the dead body had a toothache. <laughs> Just drag that corpse to the bank. <laughs> you know, now that I'm saying all this, and you this was this might not be a good movie at all? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. We'll leave that judgment for the end of the episode. No, I'm thinking, wasn't there something around here like... Within the last five years, that was some kind of Weekend at Bernie's-esque scam. In New York? It was like, it was New York somewhere, possibly Jersey. I bet every day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just every day you think that's happening? I think about it, half the people I see in the subway are dead. <laughs> no, this was a thing where like two people were like doing something with a corpse to make it look like the guy was still alive for some reason. Oh, wow. Yeah, because the joke was like... The joke was the, the joke, joke headline was like weekend at Bernie's three question mark. It was, oh man, now it's gonna. I'll have to. You know what? I'll search the internet after we record. Yeah. It's important use searches. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, the last act of this movie, um, they figure out a way for Bernie to go. They're gonna scuba dive with Bernie, and they they have these magical headphones. Why not? They got them from the Mobu that work underwater for some reason. Yeah, again, a bunch of horseshit. Because like he's dancing and he's like going into the water, and he stops. And this is amazing because they're like, "Why would he stop, Richie? I don't know, Leah. Why would he stop?" And then this Claudia woman is just like, very earn. Like this woman's delivery of this is kind of total garbage. She's just like. He can't hear the music under the water. Like <laughs> it's the most sincere trying nope. to like deliver this line. It's like, "Lady, you're in Weekend of Bernie's too." Or maybe uh, a Walkman wouldn't work underwater. Yes. Well, then, th- then they strap a Walkman to him as if that would make any difference. I, but yeah. yeah, it's stupid. Don't hey, don't worry, it's stupid. Yeah, no, it is stupid. And coincidentally, Barry Bostwick is on a glass-bottom boat ride or some horse shit. Yeah, he's well, because Barry, Barry Bostwick is taking over the role of that Pauly guy from yes. the first movie, which is like seeing Bernie everywhere. He knows that he's dead, but he thinks he's alive now, and it starts making him crazy. Yep. He does get arrested at one point because of this, and the guy's like, listen, you just got to relax. You're in paradise. Like, just go take it easy. This guy's definitely dead. Here's his death certificate from New York, blah, blah, blah. And so he decides to go on a little submarine tour. Sure, like you would. Which is being, uh, the tour guide is um, the woman who voiced Patty Mayonnaise on Doug, and she's on uh, Orange is the New Black. Oh, that's who that is. Yeah, okay. she's like, hi, everybody, welcome to yeah. this underwater adventure. <laughs> and uh, so then there comes Bernie walking <laughs> along the floor of the ocean. Barry Bostwick sees him. He gets arrested and again. no one else sees him. This is like the Twilight Zone. There's a thing on the, <laughs> the plane. Something. Out on the wing. <laughs> it's a reanimated corpse. <laughs> Bernie Lomax. <laughs> you know what I was kind of uh, interested in what they did in this movie, though, is like how they filmed all of the Terry Kaiser walking in the water thing because yeah. it's like him doing it, I'm pretty sure. The only thing that's annoying is in the first movie they have that psych gag of, oh my God, Bernie had a wig the whole time. What are they using to keep this wig on out of curiosity? Oh, right. If you recall from the first movie, they stapled it to his fucking head. So, so that's still in there. I mean, I don't know. And then Larry accidentally harpoons him through the skull, so I guess that keeps the rest of it on. Man, oh man, does he get Steve Martined in this movie so hard. And it's like, 
again, just brutalizing this fucking corpse. But if, the, if that's the point, then let's do that ten times in this movie. Let's, I want an arm the, falling off. At the end of the movie, I want him to have one arm. I want him to have, like, you know, a bunch of bricks on him or something. He's got cement shoes. Yes. All sorts of wacky shit. You know what I want? Him to finally turn and start biting people. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's a zombie, right? And, you know... He can only take it so far, and he sure. finally starts biting Larry. Yeah. Maybe Larry becomes a zombie? Listen, here's what I keep saying. I mean, this movie is post-Day of the Dead, which I believe was 85 or something. Mm-hmm. Day of the Dead introduced the concept of, like, talking zombies, mm-hmm. right? So Bernie's got to be talking with this spell. Mm-hmm. It just has to happen. It doesn't have to be, like, the same businessy, quippy Terry Kaiser from the first movie, but make him say something. Hey, George Romero, this is a Jeff Dahmer again. I just got finished watching that Day of the Dead movie. You really effed up your franchise. <laughs> Nobody wants to watch a movie where a zombie talks back, y'all. That's the whole point of zombies. <laughs> What's the name of the zombie in Day of the Dead? Buck or something like Bud, that? Bud, I think. Bud, maybe? Maybe Chud. Well, that's Bud the Chud. Oh, yeah, maybe I'm just confused about <laughs> Bud the Chud. That's what it is, though. The level of talking in which Bud the Chud possessed. Mm-hmm. That's what you give Bernie in the sequel. Where he's like, say, and baby, very <laughs> you know what? nice. Yeah. Barat. <laughs> I will say it. <laughs> Bud the Chud is a better movie than this. Yes. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I will concede to that. But so he's got a thing. He finds a big box of treasure <laughs> that he kind of walks up to the shore, but he won't let go of it. And now more hijinks. This is when they... They somehow fucking make him into a rickshaw. They sure do. They tie reins around the arrow through his head and make him pull a fucking You're going to jail forever. And also, stop acting like no one is around to see (laughs) everything that you're doing. It's a hot vacation spot. (laughs) It's a highly populated island. Everyone is noticing what you're fucking doing. Including using a man like a horse <laughs> to pull your fucking a cart. A tiny dead man that could not pull that cart anyway. And now here's the thing that's garbage, though. Because they're like, oh, we can't get him to let go of this case or whatever. You know what? He's waterlogged for a third time. Cut him off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cut those hands off. The Mobu don't care. Mm-hmm. You can give her a crate with hands on it. Yeah. Whatever. It's probably a bonus. <laughs> She can use them. She for can one use of the her... bones for something. Yeah, put that in the cauldron. Cook up some spells. Hell yeah, dude! That's how it works, right? You that put, is. That's exactly how that cook works. Cook up spells in a cauldron. <laughs> yeah, I think you cook them right up. That's what William Shakespeare said. <laughs> that's exactly what he said. He, he did a lot about zombies, right? Yeah, he loved zombies. Or um, um, I thinking of Pride and Prejudice with zombies. <laughs> Anyways, they get to the Mobu. Yes. Uh, after a long story short, um, and the, the fucking corpse kicks her in the face. Oh yeah, he does like a cool like back. He got a Liu Kangs her a bit. He here. does a little bit of a Liu Kang move and kicks her in the face. She's out for the count and possibly dead. The money goes flying all over the place. Andrew McCarthy is very like money, money, money right here and starts like trying to pick up all this money. And he whatever. stashes some. You see him doing that. He puts it under a bunch of leaves and he's like, "Here's right. your money, Mobu." Oh, he gives it to Barry Bostwick. That's at this right. Because listen, it turns out the jig is up. Uh huh. And so Barry Bostwick comes in. He's hepped up on all sorts of goofballs, and he's like, "I have you now." And he's like, "Here's your money." And he just says, "Thanks." 
And that's that's the end of that. That's cleaned up, mm-hmm. nice and, and tidy. Just so happens the doctor that gave him uh, mood medicine is Claudia's father, who happens to be a witch doctor as well. And so this is one of the best lines of the movie is because so Jonathan Silverman's dying. The sun's going down. And I guess the, the Mobu is dead. She cannot reverse this smell. She's out for the count. Mm-hmm. So, like, <laughs> Claudia says to the father, like, you know, there has to be a spell that can reverse this or, you know, this, that, and everything. It, Daddy, I've seen you do this. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, wait a second. I want but that movie. The spell, they say, is like it takes the curse from him and right. puts it onto the person who originally cast it. Yes. So this is essentially, she's like, Daddy, kill that Mobu. Oh, totally. That Mobu's dead at this end. Well, that's why no one's answering my GD phone calls. This lady's been dead for days. Turned out I just had to get the end of Weekend at Bernie's, too, <laughs> to find out about it. You know, that's still bad customer service. You know, I take it back. I could use a talking zombie now. If you could bring that Mobu back, maybe I'll figure out how to, how to do this right. Get the talking zombie to come here and shut my zombie up. That's what I need. <laughs> I've seen you do these spells before. And the guy's what like... What in the world are you talking about? This guy's a fucking doctor. Totally. Shut up. And he's like... And you would, doctor of what? You would think it's a thing where he'd be like, shut up. You know? But he's like, yeah, but unfortunately we need the blood of a virgin. And they're all like... Huh. And then you see Andrew McCarthy, and this is why they edited the first movie, because he sticks his finger out, yes. and he's like, just take the blood, Doc. We, we didn't have the technology at the time <laughs> to present him as a virgin. Which, here's the thing, you're making one movie, and then the story choice that you write in is making you go back and re-edit your first movie? That's crazy How talk. about you edit that fucking <laughs> screenplay? Yeah, that's the what, cheaper option. What gigantic... Gigantic horseshit. You know, Stephen Dengar was a virgin. <laughs> Little known fact, we're going to put that into episode uh, Return of the Jedi. Everyone thinks Dengar was just getting it left and right. Turns out, never had a first time. You know what? Um, uh, IG-88, though, got it on the reg. He was just cleaning up. <laughs> Actually, That Den- little <laughs> robot hat he wore? Oh, man, the ladies couldn't stand it. <laughs> He's wearing a robot hat, right? Like a little ball cap. What? <laughs> That's what I always kind of imagine. What? I always thought that it was Bill. Wasn't it just part of his head? It's uh, part of his head. Oh, I always kind of thought, I thought it was like a, I thought he was wearing a little robot ball cap for but the last no, years. no. But Dengar's got a cap, like a metal cap on, yeah, yeah, and he's yeah. got the gauze around his head sure, sure. because he has a toothache. <laughs> By the way, he in talking about Star Wars robots, you just went, that's part of his head, you fool. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Holy shit. I think, you know, I think it is. All right. <laughs> Maybe I'm right. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm I probably only, wrong. I only only read one tale of <laughs> No hat was mentioned. <laughs> Didn't mention the hat. Although his head is in, now, the Mos Eisley Cantina. Right. Uh, in the background. Uh-huh. All right? Yeah. There is... IG88's head as like a coffee dispenser. <laughs> Digitally inserted in no, the 90s? No, reboot? it was just a prop they used and like, oh, let's stick this on a robot in the next movie. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, so, yeah, it's like the dude takes the blood, Andrew McCarthy falls down, and then you just cut to the two of them on a yacht. There's no instance of like spells and you don't see any of that happen. No ironing any of this out with the police again. Sh- skipping right over it. Skipping. You don't 
the cartel gets arrested, I guess. Cartel man number one and number two, do, our favorite characters. Do they get arrested? Because they, they get, like, clobbered or something, right? Something oh, everybody. Happens. Well, the Mobu's getting kicked in the face. Well, she, I think, is, like, the drug queen pin, so she's going down. Well, she's dead anyway from that spell, like Eric said. Yeah, no, she's rotting. Oh, she ate that thinner pie. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, double back. It went double back on her. Yep. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, they're on this yacht, and, like, Andrew McCartney's like, let you know, uh, Rich, why, why do we have to go back to New York? He said, well, we have to because all this stuff. He's like, what if I told you I had a million dollars that I stole? I stole a million dollars, <laughs> Rich, and I want to split it with you. And he's like, what? And, you know, basically blah, 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 horseshit. This yacht is powered by babes. It's The staff is like It's all... just blonde Swedish babes. And what a wa- that's a waste of money. Well, guess that's what? a huge waste of money. Guess what, Rich? The money's all gone. Yes. We can go from here to Barbados and then we're gone. <laughs> we're, we'll find another voodoo plot there. You're dropping at least $200,000 to to staff this boat with you these bodacious to. babes. The bodacious babes, the boat itself, the mm-hmm. SS Babarama. Now, mm-hmm. that costs some serious cash. Is he going to lose his virginity on this thing? Like, is that the idea? No, it's you're like... just going to have six dead, sexy sea hands. <laughs> dead? We- weekend at Bernie's three, it's six <gasps> dead women on a boat. Oh, they wow. Are... Because the whole thing is that they're going somewhere in Europe. Let's sail to wherever in Europe. And they're like, all right, ladies, take us out. It's going to be like when Dracula's boat pulls oh, into, yeah. into, into England. Yeah. It's just fucking... Eight dead people on it, mm-hmm. and someone's tied to the steering wheel, <laughs> bringing it in. We get at Bernie's three, uh, Davy Jones's locker, <laughs> and then we can have a guy with a with an octopus face. Well, you know, there was another murder mystery movie about a bunch of sexy people on a boat. It was called Donkey Punch. Remember that motion picture, Donkey Punch? I never saw it. But I skipped it. I know Chris Cabin saw it with you, right? No, I haven't seen it. I'm just, I know what it's about. Chris Cabin is the only one in the We Hate Movies family that's seen Donkey Punch. And to his credit, I think he might have had to review it. At that's, least I, that's what I he told so. you. Let me try to find that review in the archives. Interesting. Uh, the only person in the staff to watch Donkey Punch has also mysteriously vanished. Yeah. <laughs> just just a, a little food for thought there. And yeah. also loves Zoo. Mm, mysteriously vanished. Loves yeah. Zoo, saw Donkey Punch publicly, mysteriously vanished. Maybe he got Donkey Punched. To hell. <laughs> so they stole a million dollars, even though in the first movie they could have easily stole a hundred grand and walked away and nobody would have noticed. And the thing is, they're like, remember that two million that Burns stole from the company? It was three. So he magically can look at this box <laughs> yes. and be like, oh, that's, it. that's not two million. That's clearly a hard three. <laughs> and then dump, take it out yeah, in dump, front of the authorities. Dump exactly one million dollars under some brush and then give Barry Bostwick exactly two million dollars. Just, just fine. Cool. Whatever. End your movie. It ends with Bernie is walking in the carnival parade because there's fucking steel drum music everywhere. And these two fellas of ours have been turned into goats. Well, that's unfortunate. They didn't, really didn't do much wrong. And if the Mobu is dead, yeah, the curse who's goes doing the goat turning? Oh, I think she died before she could take it off, maybe because she put it on earlier. Oh, so you're saying they were the entire time right. slowly turning. That's why they were getting goat horny. But you know what? Speaking of horns, I need to see these dudes growing horns. Yeah. The one guy takes his hat off and there's horns there. It's like, oh, my God, that, I have horns. That costs money. 
Uh, it'd be great if they, they hired Rick Baker to turn both these guys into goats, like, <laughs> dramatically and horribly that and painfully. Oh, man. Oh, man. Seeing the goat transition. Their flesh is ripping off. Oh, and just, yeah. Just screaming. Malibu, I saw in that movie that you could turn them into goats. <laughs> I could turn one of them fellas into a goat. <laughs> hey, that might be fun. <laughs> You know, my friend's birthday's coming up, and I'm, I could use a good gag gift. If I could turn one of these all into a goat, I could go for that. Thank you so much. <laughs> Jeff Dahmer, 518-299. Oh, no, I left that on the Kenmore line. <laughs> well, I'm ruined. Um, and that's how we got caught. That's, that, is, that is finally how they got him. Mixing got up him. customer service complaints. Uh, would anybody recommend this movie? I kind of find it a little more fun than the first movie. It's a little more light on its feet, I feel. Like, the first one is trying to be a movie. This one's clearly just a garbage sequel, and it knows it through and through. <laughs> oh, yeah, it does. It's quick. It's stupid. It's silly. There's magic. It's dumb. I would give it a soft recommend. Ooh. I would say avoid at all costs. <laughs> oh, wow. I thought the first one was the better film. Wow. I thought it was more fun because maybe it was... Slightly more grounded. I don't know. I just, I felt like this one got bogged down in plot. Or the first one, you're like just kicking around a corpse. But this one, I got to know about black magic. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, different strokes for different folks. Yeah, Weekend at Bernie's 2 is making you do more legwork to watch it. Uh, <laughs> I see what you're saying. I think, though, I appreciate just stupid sequel, not giving a shit. And this movie does go by fast. Like, by the time they're in, like, the final chase scene where they're again using him like a horse. Sure. Uh, I was like, wow, this movie's almost over with. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe how fast. Whereas the first I one, was I was like, I my watch. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Now, I'm going to update this because we've been talking about him all night. But have either of you yet seen the Jeffrey Dahmer files? No. No, 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 no. Oh, that documentary where they like. I just know him from personal life. <laughs> yeah. I just, <laughs> I just know a lot about Jeffrey Dahmer. I know of his crimes, I guess. Yeah. You guys are a couple of weird dudes. Sure. <laughs> That's also, that my friend uh, Dahmer as well is a great book. What's that? My friend Dahmer is a great book. Oh, right. Oh, I, and I haven't read that. So we'll make a deal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you guys watch that movie. I'll find that comic and track it down. There you go. So we'll see if that ever comes to uh, fruition. Wait a second. You've been reading a Jeffrey Dahmer comic book? Well, I, I talked about it on the show before. It's a graphic oh, novel okay. about uh It's Jeffrey like a Dahmer one. It's school. not a continuing series. No, no, though, right? no, no. no. It's just... Does he get bitten by a magical something that turns him <laughs> a into... A radioactive creep. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm a creep. <laughs> oh, no. I'm a, ra- I'm a super creep, y'all. That's Weekend at Bernie's 2 from 1993, directed by Robert Klein. If you want to get a hold of us, check out our website, whmpodcast.com, or find us over at sideshownetwork.tv. Right into the mailbag, weallhatemovies at gmail.com. What was the uh, challenge we had for the old mailbag? What do we want people to write oh, in about? Oh, we want people to put a corpse into luggage. No, not your, they... not your, not your WHM barely, not, challenge. not your barely legal challenge. Steve was was asking people to write in about something, but now we can't remember it. But it is a good time that I remind everybody, do not do the challenge that Eric <laughs> well, is asking. it's not barely legal. It's totally illegal. <laughs> yeah, you're actually right. Clue for next week's episode, summer camp. Ooh, a little cold for summer camp. Yeah, getting into December. Yeah, but it'll warm your heart, you know? It's oh. going to warm your heart big time. So until next week, when we're talking about something that takes place at a summer camp, I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Zeta. Eric Siska. Take it easy. Bye.